When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021. The Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. May the best team win. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Who Knows Wins Download our app right now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and play against your friends with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who Knows Wins Put your money where your mates are. Who knows wins in a league of their own? IPL 2021 Daily Podcast. James Butler, the Cricket Badger, reporting for duty. I have two lovely folk to join me. My two fan badges today, Claire Sanderson and Daniel Kelly. Looking back at a double-header day in the IPL 2021. We've seen victories for the Sunrisers Hyderabad. They beat the Punjab Kings by nine wickets in the first game of the day. And the second match of the day's play, we saw the Chennai Super Kings. Comprehensive in the end, victors over the Kolkata Knight Riders in a high-scoring thriller. They won by 18 runs there. Claire, let's start with the first game. You're our Punjab Kings supporter. And that doesn't make very happy reading, that scorecard today, does it? It doesn't, no. Yeah, so it was a match that took place while I was at work. So fortunately, I didn't have to sit through the misery. And um, <laughs> I, I do have the, uh, what I'm calling low light on in the background. But what you're saying is you've escaped the misery and now you're going to sit through it to give it to yourself anyway well yeah I just I thought I'd get a little bit more insight into what happened I think the the one that I was most not looking forward to the mo- the thing that I most wanted to see was what happened to Nicholas Poran because uh, looking down the scorecard I'm thinking wait no 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 so he didn't face the ball and then to see him get run out there's him and Gail in the middle Gail goes for a run Boran gets run out I was like hey this is just absolutely bizarre made a bit of a hash of it did the boys today when you bowled out for 120 Claire inside your 20 overs that's not a good start is it it's not I mean uh, two matches ago when they reached about 120 at least they battled on battled for that score but this was just um, a bit of a demolition job by the looks of it Daniel Kelly Claire's not listening so you can say what you like here in terms of your what you've seen so far of the eight teams in the IPL where do you rank Punjab Kings at the moment I mean the table ranks them bottom as we stand at the moment would you agree with that well the table never lies James I'm afraid for Claire I do think they're going to struggle to make any sort of impact in, in the tournament 
tournament this year. I actually, you know, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in them. I thought they were going to do a little bit better going in. I could have seen them creeping into the playoffs. I just think the the concern of the form over their big players is is the main concern, especially Gale. Um, Gale's, well, everyone, we don't need to talk about what Chris Gale can do, but I think we do need to talk about what Chris Gale is doing. I think he's he's very quickly playing himself out of the team. And that, that's, that's the thing, players, now. I mean, Chris Gale's enormous in terms of his stature in the game. We, we know with Chris Gale that he plays the first 10, 15 balls fairly defensively at times, and then he, he, he cracks on. He's not getting to the cracking on stage at the minute, is he? He's not. In fairness, nobody really is. After the first game, it's been a disappointment. And when you look at the, the names, you know, who's up that are out there it's just really surprising that nobody is really having an impact I mean I think last year Kale Rahul was just scoring runs throughout the whole tournament that's not really happened Poran who's obviously you hope that if the top three aren't doing so well he can come in he's got a bit of firepower that's not come off at all yeah it's just like fading away yeah towards a dismal ending but that said when you look at the table bottom four teams are all on two points so are they that far out of it? You know, but that, the thing is with that though, Claire. Today's game was quite big because Sunrisers before today's match hadn't picked up a single point, and you've given them their first. And if, if we look at it from their point of view, Daniel. They played nicely today, didn't they, Sunrisers? They, we know what they can do with the ball. I mean, you look down there, bowling figures, some terrific bowling figures from them. Rashid Khan, one for 17 from four. Mm. He's just so economical, isn't it? But um, I mean, Dan, you look at Johnny Bairstow, 63 not out. You look at David Warner, 37, getting himself into the tournament. It was just professional stuff from them today with the bat, wasn't it? I think um, the Sunrisers have well, they've been in very decent positions for three games in a row now. And they very we could be sitting here talking about them, you know, being towards the top instead of just converted the starts to their chases. I think it could be um, a really good point for them for the rest of the season to, to finally get across the line. Um, and I think it'll start, you know, get that belief growing in the dressing room. Um, they'll back themselves when they get into tight games that, you know, they're not just going to collapse and, and fade away. I think you could tell watching the chase that they were nervous. Definitely. They sort of crawled towards the line. It took longer than I thought they would do. They, they used, well, nearly 19 overs to get there, didn't they? Johnny Bairstow knows what he's doing, doesn't he? He knows, you know, he played the perfect innings for the job. Um, and with Warner and Williamson around him, you know, you, you couldn't ask for a better three, really, to get them over the line like that. We know Johnny Bairstow, Claire. We're both Yorkshire fans as well in England. We know how good he can be. I mean, England, English fans know how good he can be. World fans know how good he can be. But 63 off 56 fairly cautious from him in terms of uh, run rate today but he looks like he's growing into some form in this tournament he, he certainly does yeah cautious but like why ruin your chance of getting two points by being you know audacious when you don't really eat her so yeah well played and of course Kane Williamson big I'm a big fan of Kane Williamson so nice to see him back in the team which kind of takes the edge off the fact that we got well and truly thrashed <laughs> always looking for the upside you know what you did for us last year don't you you walked into the King's Eleven dressing room as it, as it stood then it's now the Punjab Kings dressing room. I'm going to I'm going to teleport you now into the team meeting this evening. You're into the hotel. I've got you VIP passes here. Right, lads, sit down. This is one of your fans here. She's going to tell you. She's going to inspire you and to take you on in this tournament, so you you don't have defeats like this again. Over to you, Claire. Well, I think you've thrown me quite a tough line there, James. And I also think that maybe if I'd have been on yesterday, I might have been inspiring them to win. But having said that, I've tried lucky T-shirts, my cricket badger T-shirt, all sorts of things. Nothing's win, working so far. 
So what I'm going to say is, guys, this is over to you. You know, you're the ones with the skills. You're the ones that's with your big price tags and your fancy bats. So what you need to do is do what you're paid to do. What more? I'm just a little bit lost for words, James. Win matches think, is what they're paid to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Paid to get runs, paid to take wickets, paid to catch balls. Paid to run 22 yards and not get run out. So, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's a really tough one. They've got the skill, the ability, the talent. They just need to pull it all together and win some matches. I mean, you can't fail to be inspired by that, Dan. And uh, I mean, it's, it, it, when you when you boil it down to that kind of um, language, it's actually a really simple game, isn't it? Just go out there and score more runs than the opposition. Yeah, we all know it's not as simple as that. Don't we? <laughs> it, um, you know, there's a lot of one of the, the the greatest things about cricket is the little mini battles and changes of momentum as the game's going on. You know how it develops, and um, obviously the mental side is a big side as well. It's hard to get out of a, a rut when you're playing so many games so quickly um, in in quick succession. But, you know, there's a long way to go yet. No team's out of it yet. We normally get a late bolter in the IPL, carrying good form into the playoffs. You can very quickly climb that table. We're looking for the late Trent Bolter from this <laughs> uh, year's tournament there. Blackratcricket.co.uk. You've probably spent lockdown dreaming about scoring runs and taking wickets. Well, let Black Rat Cricket kit you out and take you towards success. Blackratcricket.co.uk. They've got a swanky new website. And if you quote Badger when you check out, you can get yourself 15% off. Blackratcricket.co.uk. Join the infestation. Let's move on to the second game then. We saw the CSK taking on the KKR. 2.20 for three. Chennai made in their 20 overs. Top score was 95 not out from Faf de Plessis. Good runs as well from Rutteraj Gaikwad, which they'll be pleased about because he's looked a bit ropey so far in this tournament. But 64 off 42 from him, a strike rate of over 150. So that's not shabby at all. And then we saw KKR. And this is, Dan, one of the most remarkable scorecards I've seen, I think, in a T20 match. You've got mm. the top five in the t- in the, in the the lineup all dismissed for, for less than 10. Then you've got um, Dinesh Kartik coming in and scoring 40. You've got Andre Russell coming in and scoring 54. Pat Cummings coming in and scoring 66, not out of 34. And then three ducks to finish off. Three men actually had a bat and none of the rest did. Fascinating innings to watch. I think it kind of seemed like an exhibition at times, especially when Russell was going and, you know, Cummings obviously um, smacking Curran for 30. Um, You never really got the impression though that they were going to do it I didn't anyway I think potentially with four overs to go when they needed 40 odd and it was about they needed about two a ball I think for the last you know with about 25 balls left and that was the only point where I thought well they've got a chance here but they were always sort of just about outside and I think it really sort of added to the spectacle that you know Russell and Kartik just had complete license didn't they because the game has gone at 31 for five and it was exactly what the IPL is about is breathtaking to watch and it's a really good game of cricket CSK are back aren't they they're the, the real deal this season Claire. I mean, we spent uh, the daily podcast last year almost slagging them off <laughs> on a regular basis because they were quite poor but they seem to have got their act together this time they do and that, uh, that's the weird thing isn't it I guess about the whole game is that it's a really similar looking team but yet they're just they're, they're firing doing really well and in a sense it's nice to see I think Donny having a little bit of success kind of he's batting not, gone though, not just fading away he's, well yeah but 17 today off eight balls so you know at least he he did a little bit at the end but he's he's not the same MS Tony but his post-match interview was lovely <laughs> what, 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 did he, what did he say did he burst into song or something no 
didn't. But he was just um, he was just really humble, and he was saying, you know, it doesn't matter how many runs you've got on the board, you can never take anything for granted, and it just that cool, calm approach that he's always had, and it was like, oh yeah, right. I think still there. He's a legend, isn't he? He's always going to yeah. be a legend. He's just, he, I think he is just losing it a tad. And at the I moment. think he knows that as well, James. I think he does know yeah. that. I think, you know, I said at the end of the, the pods last year, I thought it might be his last season. He's given it one more, but I just don't know how much longer it can carry on, to be honest. No. I think with the major auction coming up, I'd, I'd be really surprised if he's not in the dugout rather than doing the track suit rather than the, the playing kit next year. Yeah. So he'll, he'll definitely stay around at CSK. There's no doubt yeah. about that. I mean, looking at the, the bowling for CSK, I mean, I think Moen Ali coming in has been surprisingly effective and that's no disrespect to him but he's not been in the greatest of form for England but he has um, come in and really added to this CSK squad they've obviously got Suresh Rayner back and that's almost like a new signing after he didn't play last season but Deepak Chahar when he gets it right he's so destructive and they brought in Lungi and, and Gidi as well today who picked up three wickets and they seem to just be a lot more I mean you, you go through last season and you could say Rutteresh Gerquad maybe enhanced his reputation towards the end and Sam Curran had a good tournament there weren't any other positives for CSK. There are so many this time, Dan. Yeah, definitely. Um, Chahar bowled beautifully up top, definitely. And looking at the bowling card, him and, and Gidi were the difference. Um, I think it is a very strange sort of set of figures because you've got two bowlers who've got seven for sort of, you know, 50 odd. And then you've got the other two, Quicks in Curran and Shadal Takur going for over 100 um, off seven overs. I think it's a very bizarre scorecard although it does reflect you know the state of the innings wickets up top and then a bit of carnage in the middle but yeah um, CSK look much I think they've got a much better balance this year as well Um, I don't think it's as much they looked a really tired old sort of old school side last year and I don't think they had you know they looked like they ran out of ideas and ran out of puff quite quickly in the tournament but I think they'll be stayers this year and I do think they've got um, a real good chance of of making things happen towards the top end of the table The the only thing I find a little bit strange Dan is that Charles Takuri was terrific against England in the series I think he's quite got it right so far in this this tournament he doesn't seem to be the Shardle Tucker that was bowling for India no he doesn't you're right um, and it has been quite noticeable I'm, I'm just looking at the figures now he's bowled 3.1 overs for 48 and that's 15 and over you know I think he'll he'll come good he's a bowler that I really do like watching I think he's a, a really good cricketer I don't think there's any danger of him letting them down for too much longer I think he will come good where do we stand with KKR then because they've got one win from four they've slipped down the table they I think I said yesterday in the preview pod that the they could be maybe looking back at their first three games and be a little bit sort of scratchy of the head as to why they haven't got another win at least another win out of those pretty much soundly thrashed today weren't they apart from a little bit of late order resistance and I mean Morgan as captain isn't the sort of guy that's going to take that lying down I mean his form with the bat Claire hasn't been fantastic he's not a captain that likes to get used to losing is he well, he's not. He doesn't. I mean, he's not used to losing. That's for sure. Um, you know what? What can you do? I guess you know. Like they go out, they play. Although, like you say, they got a little bit thrashed. I felt that. I mean, they've still managed to get two hundred runs on the board, but that top order was just dismal today. Well, so, Morgan, um, Morgan's not getting any runs himself, is he? He's, he's coming not. in and tie. You know, obviously caught behind today, but the same dismissal, I think, in the other three innings where he just hold out at sort of deep mid-wicket, just lofting the ball up and, and kind of watching it fall into the fielder's hands. And you're thinking, what's he going to do? I mean, he got 29 against RCB, seven against Mumbai Indians, two against Sunrisers, and obviously
37 today. So that isn't the greatest of returns, Dan, is it? For somebody that's coming in as captain, wanting to try and prove themselves. You always want to see your captain getting off to a good start in a tournament. Definitely, yeah. I think um, he sort of carried his form into this series that he had in the the white ball stuff with England. It's a concern for, for Morgan as well. He never really, you know, he's never really sort of clicked at the IPL, has he? He's never set the world on fire. He, did. he had a couple of good innings at, in the last tournament he played, but, you know, he's never really taken it by the scruff of the neck and cemented himself as one of the top overseas. Yeah, and I do think that top order, you know, one, you know, Nitish Rana, Shubman Gill at the top, seriously reliant on them considering that, you know, they've got sort of, I mean, the middle order of Karthik, Russell and Cummins is starting quite high at five, I think, and they've thrown Sunil Narayan up as well and normally he would have been, you know, a little bit further down. I think they've got a lot of reliance on their top order and they're just, they've let them down today, definitely. Well, CSK, they've gone top of the table in this embryonic IPL. Four matches, six points on the board. They're level on points with RCB and DC in the top three. DC, your team, Dan, you must be quite pleased with the way they've bounced back from the uh, the disappointing defeat in their second game. They've looked pretty good recently. They have looked pretty good, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm very hopeful. I think they look a really well-rounded outfit and I fancy them to be right up you know, right up towards the top as well. I'm onto a good one there with with the Capitals this year. I've I've done quite well really. Last year we, you know, looked solid all the way through and had a right shot right until the final. And this year I think we're we could go one, you know, one further and go all the way. Mumbai Indians are in fourth place. They're on four points. And then as Claire said, there are four teams outside of the playoff positions at the moment. Sunrisers, KKR, Rajasthan Royals and the Punjab Kings have all got two points each. So everybody's up and running now. Everybody's got at least one win in this tournament so far. I think it's going to be a really close one as we go through it. I don't think there's going to be too many kind of teams that run away at the top and they're going to have those playoff positions kind of tantalisingly fought for all the way through into the end of this group stage. I think it's going to be a a terrific IPL, this one, and one that we need to keep an eye on as we go through. And of course, we will be doing on the Cricket Badger podcast. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Download the app now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Thanks very much to Who Knows Wins for their support of the Cricket Badger podcast. You play our prediction leagues, the Cricket Badger one, there's other ones on there. They do other sports too. You basically predict events, you go through and you build your points up as you go through that week. And then you basically can win the prize pot towards the end of that week as well if you've done quite nicely so far I have done absolutely rubbish and I have not <laughs> won anything so we'll see how that goes as we go through the rest of this IPL but you can guarantee if you join the Cricket Badger League you'll be ahead of at least one person because I'll be below you I'm sure of that but download the app Who Knows Wins Who Knows Wins Put your money where your mates are There's over 25,000 players and over £1 million already won. The biggest community pot was £31,000 and there's over 12,000 leagues created. Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins in a different league. Right, let's uh, get on to talking about something that actually happened yesterday. Um, Liam Livingston has kind of withdrawn from the IPL. Radisson Royals have said that was because of bubble fatigue. It's something, I mean, we talked about this a lot during the India against England series. People stuck in hotel rooms, people away from families. Liam Livingston in particular during that England trip was uh, very much a reserve for much of it until the white balls came out towards the end of the trip. And obviously he's got to the IPL. He's been in that Rajasthan Royals hotel. He's not played a game for Rajasthan Royals yet, despite 
them having a few injury problems as well. David Miller preferred to him um, in the Rajasthan Royals team. Dan, you can understand, can't you, that you kind of you go back to your hotel room at night and you just think, is this actually worth it? Totally, yeah. I'm, I'm you know, I'll never sort of say anything bad about anyone who's just um, needs a break from it all. I think Livingston's been in bubbles around the world for quite a long time without playing the cricket that you know that effort kind of deserves. Like you said, he only got a, a gig for England towards the end of the uh, the white ball stuff, um, and especially with you know the UK, we placed India on our red list, didn't we? Um, which will kick him from Friday, uh, and I can understand him wanting to get back in, you know, before that without the extended quarantine period. It does make you question why you leave a red list until end of the week though doesn't it I mean that this is a completely political point but yeah, you, you decide that on. a country's got a spike so it should be on the red list but then you allow a load of people to scamper back in before you actually yeah. lock the borders down that doesn't make sense but that's that's another thing to the Liam yeah. Livingston um, point of view Claire it's, it's tough isn't it for these guys I mean we're expecting them to be cricketers they're obviously paid a lot of money in the IPL some more than others um, and we expect them to be at their 100% optimum on the pitch so they can entertain and delight us but you have to remember they're human beings at the end of the day Yeah and I guess if they are getting on the pitch and entertaining and delighting us and do what they train and love to do then maybe that makes it worth it but if you're if you're not getting out on the pitch then maybe that just makes it that bit tougher I mean it must be it must be a really difficult thing Claire if, if you're doing well and you're playing and you're scoring hundreds and you're taking fifers and everything's everybody's clapping you on the back and saying you, you're amazing then it must be quite nice to skip into your hotel room and just kind of lie in your bed and think oh did quite well today but if things if you're out of form or not playing I mean I know it's not as simple as this there'll be people that are playing that are and doing quite nicely they're probably struggling a bit as well but if you're not playing or you're doing badly all you've got is yourself to kind of and your thoughts haven't you yeah and I think like you know we've all experienced like lockdown and uh, over the last year and uh, how tough that is with some restrictions in place but to be on the other side of the world away from everybody for really long periods of time and that complete yeah sort of hotel room it can you people can internalize stuff and you know everybody's mental health has been affected by the restrictions that the whole pandemic's put on us so and I, and I guess you know it's exactly the same for elite sports people You've got to give people a free pass on this, Dan, as well, haven't you? I mean, I was quite pleased, actually, when the announcement was made yesterday. I looked around on Twitter. Well, I didn't see any negativity. There may have been some, but I didn't I didn't find any. Um, and no. so when I did my tweet and said, you know, announced it and said what I said about um, Liam Livingston, a lot of positivity towards him. But I think people are getting their heads around the fact that we just need to understand this. Definitely. I think um, the, the longer this horrendous pandemic has gone on, the more understanding people have become of the mental health side of things, especially with these guys flying all over the world. I mean, Livingston, I, he's been in five England squads, I think, since the pandemic started and he's played two ODIs. And that is a lot of, if you, you know, if you had them days up of being in that environment, that's a really big effort. And I think he's, you know, well within his rights to come home and I think especially when, when when Stokes got injured for the Royals I thought Livingston maybe had a chance of getting a shot but if they've made it clear that um, you know they're looking at going with David Miller then all power to Liam Livingston he's absolutely yeah. done the right thing I, I wonder if that might have been the last straw Dan, yeah, because you know, you, you'd yeah. be thinking oh Ben Stokes is going home this might be my opportunity and they give the shirt to David Miller no disrespect to David Miller he's a terrific player you, you, as Liam Livingston that would just make you crumple inside wouldn't it and think oh no not another two weeks without playing yeah, it's, it's, it's very tough. You know, he's got a, a chance to prove a point this summer. 
break into that England squad. I thought he looked really good for England, actually, when he played them two ODIs. He did really well and made a good impression. He seemed to have, you know, something about him. I said it on the in England-India pods at the end of that, the big run chase England won in the second ODI. Livingston came in and played with a cool head of someone who'd played, you know, 100 games. Um, swagger and confidence. Um, and it's just sad that it's, it's had the effect on him that it's had. Yeah, who knows? Recharge, go again in the summer and break into that team. And just back to the, the bubble stuff. I mean, these guys are staying in very, very nice hotels. They're getting fed nicely, getting looked after and stuff like that. But And, and they're getting paid a lot of money. But ultimately, Claire, what's inside your head and your health and everything like that has no respect for your surroundings or your, or your income, does it? It can affect anybody. Yeah. And it can and it does and it has done. And um, I think the point you made earlier about the red list countries, he probably just thought that that's probably the last straw. And he thought, well, if I don't get out now, I'm, I could be stuck in doing this for however long or face going home and quarantining. So he probably just, you know, totted up the positives and the negatives and just thought, time to run. Yeah, I'll tell well, you who's um, a big positive from it, and that's Langs. I bet they're rubbing their hands together. Hopefully, Liam Livingston, if you listen to this, good luck to you. Hope you get back and you feel happy and go out there and score runs and uh, enjoy yourself in the English sunshine, if it ever arrives. And uh, hopefully you have a good summer back home. Let's have a quick look ahead, guys, to the uh, game tomorrow. Just the one tomorrow. The RCB against the Rajasthan Royals. RCB have started off like a house on fire in this tournament. They've played three. They've won three. Virat Kohli's got them ticking. They're getting people performing for them. They look a confident, confident outfit, Claire. They're going to take some stopping. But I, I keep saying in all of these um, tournament pods, you don't win the tournament at the start. You win it at the end. Are RCB in danger of maybe starting too quickly and then slowing down? I don't know. I think Virat's the kind of sort of captain and guy player who kind of, I feel like he would go from strength to strength. We know, we've seen that fire in him and that determination to win. Now he's got a taste of it. I feel like they they could well be on a roll to where they where they, they ought to be heading, yeah. So no, I, I don't know. Yeah, I've said yes, no, and maybe on that, yeah. in, in reply to that. <laughs> well, you, but yeah. You, you've, you've covered all ground, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've covered all bases. Um, I don't want to always be wrong or the loser. But, um, oh, no, what, think, what I'll um, tell you when, when we go back and edit this, I'll just clip out the bit that was right, Claire. We'll just leave that one in. Okay. Now, you look at um, Rajasthan Royals, I mean, they've only got the one win from the, the three games so far. They have just been ravaged by injury and bad luck, it seems, this time. Somebody's walked under a ladder or done something wrong there because you've obviously got Joffre Archer away from the camp at the moment, maybe joining them at some stage in the near future. You've got Ben Stokes already flown home. You've got uh, Liam Livingston that we just talked about going home now as well. And they're not winning matches either, are they? It's, it's danger that that's going to turn into a fairly sour camp you know Rajasthan they don't look good do they you've got to be honest I think on, on paper before the tournament I thought you know you look down the squad they have quite a good squad but so does every IPL team so that you know really really means quite little but when you take Ben Stokes out of that and, and, and couple that with a dodgy start to the tournament I think they're my my pick for the wooden spoon my early runners for the wooden spoon and I can only see one result there tomorrow I think uh, RCB with their form players you've got De Villiers and Maxwell who are in amazing <laughs> in form and they're playing at the Wankeddy so it's, we could be in for some carnage tomorrow yeah it could be fireworks couldn't it, couldn't it uh, I've, you're going to vote RCB I'm going to vote RCB Claire are you same? definitely RCB of course with our Glenn Maxwell on the team 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I keep, I keep, I keep, every time I see Glenn <laughs> Maxwell scores and, and see him play, I think of you because he was rubbish last year for Kings Eleven, and he's absolutely brilliant for RCB this series. It's just no justice in the world, is there? But it's RCB, RCB going into that game with uh, plenty of confidence and uh, all guns blazing by the looks of it. So, going to take a very good. Rajasthan Royals' performance to uh, topple them, I think, at this stage in this competition. And what you just said, Dan, about, you know, you look down every single squad and they've all got star players. And you, that, that's the danger. I mean, Claire said it earlier, Punjab Kings, you look down the squad and you think, oh, it's a really good squad. But you look down the other seven, they're all good, aren't they? And it's, it's difficult to actually tell them apart. And that's why this IPL 2021 is such a uh, exciting tournament. And these games are so close and this table is so tight. It's going to go all the way through as it did last year. It was exceptionally exciting towards the end of the group phase last year looks like it's going to go that way again thanks to Dan and to Claire for joining me today and uh, we're going to go through every single day on the IPL 2021 daily podcast so join us as we go through this tournament and we'll find out who wins it it's going to be exciting stuff I've been James the Cricket Budget I'll see you again tomorrow Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Thanks for listening. We'll be back every day throughout IPL 14. Have your say on Twitter on at Cricket underscore Badger. We'll see you again tomorrow. Podcast Network.